Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. Hello, hello. Ah, are we not blessed? I feel very blessed, very blessed, very grateful and thankful to be joining with you in this moment. Thanks for showing up. I love that we get to use the radio show to transcend time and space. That's a wonderful blessing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So let's take full advantage of it. I invite you to join me, place your hand on your heart, and let's remember our true identity is love. And love is the true identity of every brother and every sister, and this is what we are aspiring to remember in each and every moment. Taking this breath of love and gratitude with our hand on our heart, We are wholeheartedly declaring that we are available for the teachings of the higher Holy Spirit itself. We are available to remember the truth that sets us free. This is our intention. This is our aspiration. This is our declaration of love. We gather together for this holy purpose, and in grace and in gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So in case you don't know, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and our topic this week is releasing romantic attachment. Uh, We're just uh, a week after, a few days after Valentine's Day, so it felt like a really good topic, releasing romantic attachment. Romantic attachment can be so painful, so painful. And I, for me personally, I've definitely experienced it. I think most of us have. And uh, it is one of the most painful experiences I think that we can have is when there's a sense of grasping and craving of another fellow human being and we have no control over that grasping, that craving. And it seems to be obsessive, to be compulsive. And it's in our constant thinking, thinking over and over and over again about someone and obsessing about them. And it, it's definitely idolization, right? So Course in Miracles teaches us not to have any false idols. It teaches us the pain and the suffering that is created when we have an idol. And so releasing romantic attachment helps us in so many ways because when we have a false idol, when we have an idol before God, when we've turned a person into an idol, then... It creates so much fuel for the ego. So much fuel for the ego. And it creates a tremendous amount of suffering. And all of it really does serve a holy purpose because it brings to light so much in our own mind if we are willing to work with the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to work with here today is... Allowing the Holy Spirit to unhook the attachment. So last week we were talking about special relationship and holy relationship and that the special relationship seems to offer shelter against the storm and that the illusion of the special relationship is you complete me. And I will be complete when I am with you and you are loving me and I am loving you. And so the special relationship is an affirmation that you're not already complete. You're incomplete. You're in lack. You're in limitation. Something's missing. You're not enough. 
and all the suffering ensues from that. So relationship is the greatest tool to undo the ego. And when we turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, we only have to do it once. Only one person in the relationship has to do it. The relationship will be made holy. Now, what happens is the ego gets attached to the form of the relationship, right? Because the ego is all about sustaining our belief in the illusion of form. That's what the ego's for, to support us in experiencing the world of form. We couldn't experience the world of form without the ego. Some people love the world of form. Some people hate the world of form. To me, the world of form is an experience for our awakening. And so I think it can be enjoyed, but we don't seek for pleasure. We seek for awakening which is the greatest joy of all. Why settle for pleasure when you can have unlimited joy, unconditional joy? The only reason you would settle for pleasure is because you don't believe it's possible to have that unlimited, unconditional joy. And of course, it's done unto you as you believe. So we're shifting our belief system here and we're allowing ourselves to believe that it's possible for us to awaken, to attain enlightenment. And people tell me all the time, you know, I'm not so sure I really want to attain enlightenment. And I, you know what I really sense around that is that people don't know what attaining enlightenment is because Jesus attained the Christhood. He attained that awakened state while he was walking on the earth. Buddha did that. Many other people have done it. And they have a blissful experience in this world. Now, many people are interested in having a blissful experience in this world, but they're hesitant about attaining enlightenment. And I think it's really just because we don't know what it is. Now, the craving, grasping, romantic attachment is actually a vehicle for our waking up and for our attaining enlightenment. Because the pain and the suffering that is caused by a romantic attachment of the ego motivates us and inspires us. It literally drives us into a healing mode. So we either go down the road of being jealous and angry and hurt and resentful and making the meaning of it that we're not good enough, something's wrong with us, and desperation. And I'm thinking now in this moment of my dear friend Rhonda Britton, whose father killed her mother when they were separated and headed towards divorce. And he then he killed himself. And right before he shot her and killed her, uh, shot and killed Rhonda's mother, Rhonda's father said to her, you made me do this to you. So identified with the ego was he that he literally felt that she had driven him to kill her. And then, of course, because of his obsession and his suffering, he didn't want to live after he killed the one he loved, or so, so-called so love. And so he killed himself. That's the extreme, obviously, the extreme But, you know, many of us who have felt romantic attachment in an extreme way have felt a a craving and a desperation. Uh, I don't want to live. I don't want to live if living is without you, right? There are all these love songs about, um, oh, just I don't want to live without you. I can't breathe without you. What? (laughs) So, but I've felt that way. I have felt that way. And that's an indication that we're identified with the ego. And it's time to give the relationship to the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing that happens to a lot of us is we, we understand intellectually. Yes, the craving, the desperation, 
the attachment does bring me a lot of suffering. But it also keeps me connected to that person. It keeps me energetically connected to that person. I remember some comedian making a joke about Jodie Foster and David Hinckley. I know it seems hard to make, I think that was his name, the man who assassinated John Lennon. Um, that, and the joke was, don't you think Jodie likes David just a little bit? You know, something like that. And I remember thinking, that's how we feel when we have that kind of crazy, craving, grasping attachment. That the crazy, grasping, craving actually keeps our connection with that person. Now, we're all one with each other. We're united in love. So the craving, the grasping, the needing, the desperation, the idolization actually obscures the clear connected relationship so we're one with each other we can't be separate from each other but in our human experience of walking around in a body there's a great sense of separation and the ego will fixate on things in form that we have to have in order to feel fulfilled and happy. And that's the craziness of the ego. So it, to me, it is the most challenging unhooking to, when there's an idolization of a person, a craving, a grasping, a desperate, special relationship attachment to a person. That is the, the most difficult unhooking. And yet, it brings the greatest benefit of all. Because that kind of attachment can only bring tremendous suffering. And we can actually undo all the suffering. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing to recognize that there is a connection with this person that is of the spirit, that is eternal, that is infinite, and that is in no way related to the body. So we have to give up the attachment of the body, the craving, grasping, need to be with the person, to have them respond to us in a particular way, to think that we know what is best. We have to surrender all of that. And that's our human journey to awakening anyway, is to consistently surrender what we think is best. So when we can surrender the special relationship to the Holy Spirit, we are making a massive increase in our healing. In uh, in the section of chapter 17, Forgiveness and the Holy Relationship, it's the name of that chapter, talks about the, the special relationship and the holy relationship. And it talks about, in uh, section 3, Shadows of the Past, it talks about... The ego, this is paragraph six, the ego seeks to resolve its problems, not at their source, but where they were not made. And thus it seeks to guarantee there will be no solution. So for us to unhook this unholy relationship, it the only way we can really do it is to give it to the Holy Spirit. Because the ego seeks to resolve the problem, not at the source, 
and where they were made, but to to guarantee there will be no solution. So if you're trying to resolve the pain and your suffering in your relationship by doing stuff in the world of form, writing letters, having conversations, um, giving gifts, trying to coerce, control, manipulate, do that dance around that person. And it really doesn't matter whether this is a romantic attachment or a family attachment, a friend attachment, a work attachment. It's all the same, really. It's all special relationship. If you're trying to control and manipulate and manage the circumstances of the relationship in order to heal the relationship, what you're doing is you're working in form. I call it pushing density to remind myself how laborious it is. When I find myself laboring hard, laboring in vain, it's not going well, it's not coming out the way I want it to. When I find myself pushing density, I stop, I step back, I turn it over to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the higher self. And take a sip of my tea here. The Holy Spirit is the higher self. And in that, turning it over to the Holy Spirit, what we're literally doing is we're activating the highest possibility in the relationship. So the relationship has a holy purpose. That connection that we seem to have with that person, that energy that we feel towards that person can be used for good rather than our suffering, rather than the craving and the grasping, can be used for good when we turn it over to the Holy Spirit. So powerful. So we really are profoundly activating our healing when we turn things over to the Holy Spirit. Now, the ego doesn't want to turn things over to the Holy Spirit because, again, the ego believes that the craving and the grasping and the trying to control and manipulate and work things out in the world of density and form maintains the connection because it does maintain the specialness And that is the ego connection. So the greatest gift for us is to turn it over to the Holy Spirit. One person in the relationship turns the relationship over to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will immediately begin healing the relationship. Where does the Holy Spirit begin healing the relationship? In your mind. And because all minds are joined... When you're healed in your mind, the other person has a healing as well. And when we do this work of healing the special relationship and turning it over to the Holy Spirit, we have an opportunity to prove to ourselves that we are not a body, that we are a pure spirit, that we are limitless and infinite. And not only that, but we can have a holy relationship. But it may not look the way the ego would like it to look and many people resist turning the relationship over to the holy spirit because they don't want the relationship to change form they have a set idea because the ego has a set idea but remember the highest possibility is encoded to the script of your life you can either activate it or you can settle for suffering and separation because that's all the ego knows how to give you so you hear that music and that's time for me to take a break i'm jennifer hadley if you'd like help with any of this go to jenniferhadley.com i've got my how to get over it free workshop on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com i've got daily inspiration and daily prayer all of it's free 
Go check it out, jenniferhadley.com. You're listening to A Course of Miracles right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. I like saying that. We're back. Yeah, I'm getting ready to uh, start this weekend, February 22nd, my first offering of spiritual counseling, training, and certification. If you've ever thought about becoming a spiritual counselor, I am now offering training and certification, and I'm very excited about it. We've got a wonderful group of people coming together. It's not too late to join us. You can definitely join us. Those details are on my events page at jenniferhadley.com. I also want to mention that if you've thought at all about joining me in my year-long Masterful Living class, It's taking my breath away this year. People are just expanding so much. And we now have year one, two, and three, three different uh, sets of classes. People are really doing the deep work together in community, and it's extraordinary. It's a very affordable way to have a spiritual community online. And we have weekly classes, weekly community calls. That's my year-long Masterful Living class. And we work a very clear curriculum to undo the ego and transform and heal. So I always refer to A Course in Miracles, but uh, it's not a class in A Course in Miracles. It's a class in living A Course in Miracles and really undoing the ego in a very fast-paced way. Uh, working uh, parts of the workbook and the text and uh, in community. And also, um, I have a, my Masterful Living Retreat, which is open to anyone in the class, not in the class. People are coming from all over, and that starts on February 27th, four-day retreat in Northern California. If you'd like to come get some sunshine in California, We've got a lot of it these days. It's been, we've had the most spectacular weather while the rest of the company, country is, uh, really getting pounded. And, uh, I also, I'm going to be in Europe starting in mid-March. I'm going to be in England and I'm going to be in Germany in May and, uh, in Greece in September. And uh, I think a couple of side trips to Ireland and France and Italy. So if uh, you would like to invite me to come and teach in Europe, I'll be there uh, a lot of the year this year. So uh, going back to the special relationship, the holy relationship, and releasing romantic attachment. That's my theme this month is relationship in honor of Valentine's Day. Plus, you know, in the wintertime, uh, sometimes we can get, uh, what do you call it, house fever. And uh, so it's a great time to do some work on our relationship. Um, I love in, I'm just going to, for the intellectuals <laughs> there, um Chapter 17, Section 3, Shadows of the Past. I love that Jesus makes, I, I, when I read this, I thought, oh, he's talking about Plato's allegory of the cave. So, uh, talking about the shadow figures, that if you're living in uh, a special relationship, it's like living in a cave where you don't really see the light of day. And you're just looking at shadow figures, not really seeing people in the true light. And so your perception of people is distorted if you're in a special relationship. And so when you're in that 
thick of it, of romantic attachment, where you're really, really suffering, then you really are living among the shadows. At least that's how it felt to me. And my experiences of unhooking romantic attachment have been profoundly liberating for me, worth every bit of effort that I put into it, just absolutely opened up my entire life. My willingness to release the attachment opened up my mind and my heart and my life to the love of God, to having holy relationships in all my relationships. And even in the relationships where there was this tremendous grasping and attachment and craving, now I only experience the fullness of the holy relationship. And yes, those relationships transformed, but I'm not unhappy with the form they're in now. Indeed, I feel fulfilled and complete with the relationship. So that can only happen if we turn the relationship over to the holy relationship. As long as we're trying to work our will, we are saying, you know, I think I'd really rather suffer. I think I'd really rather not know the truth that sets me free. I'd really rather live in the world that I have made and suffer there. And we can easily get into the specialness of suffering on top of the specialness of the relationship. So it's like a specialness sandwich, you know, that is just eating you alive. (laughs) And at least that's how it felt to me. It just felt like the worst kind of pain and suffering. That special relationship. Now, you can have a special relationship with your dog. You can have a special relationship with your body. You can have a special relationship with your career. We can make a special relationship out of anything. And the ego will tempt us to do that over and over and over again. So my encouragement to you here is to... Turn your whole life over to the Holy Spirit and say, make my whole life holy. Every relationship, every activity, everything. Now, that means there's going to be a lot of change. Ego doesn't like change. But the Spirit doesn't mind change because the Spirit knows that we're eternal. And nothing real can be threatened. Nothing real can be changed. So the only thing that can happen in change when the Holy Spirit's in charge is that you will be more in tune with the power and the presence of love that is your true nature. So in in the section, Shadows of the Past, uh, it, the the teaching here is very clear about letting go of the past and letting go of thinking about what happened. So this is an important part of unhooking the romantic attachment and releasing it because when there's a romantic attachment, there are often bright spots and bright moments. I love Charles Dickens. And uh, I just, I think he was completely like Charles Dickens and William Shakespeare, certain authors, it feels like they are dictating directly from the Holy Spirit, right? Charles Dickens is the one who wrote A Christmas Carol. And right now, I'm watching a BBC production of Little Dorrit. Uh, many parts to it and uh and there's a pl- the thing is just filled with special relationships and uh, people they're suffering because of their special relationships and what happens in those special relationships is there's this strong strong pull to treasure the memories of the past, the littlest things. And in Little Dorrit, she picks up the button from the cuff of this man that she adores 
And that little button becomes her treasure. And she keeps it wrapped up in this handkerchief. And when she has her moments of craving and longing and uh, attachment, she goes to the river and she opens and unfolds her her handkerchief and she just looks at that little button. And haven't we all done things like that? So uh, one of the things I noticed that is wonderful is right now I'm uh, preparing to go away for a long time. So I'm going through everything in my house, every single thing, picking it up, looking at it and going, do I want this? Do I need this? And so I'm literally encountering, encountering all kinds of attachments that I'd long forgotten about. Because I hadn't put any energy into them in forever. But I'm encountering all kinds of attachments energetically and things that represent them in form. And uh, even looking, um, I'm really excited to completely release all my bedroom furniture. And as I'm doing that, I'm noticing, oh, I had relationships in that part of the relationship was experienced in this bed, in this room, and uh, memories and things like that. And it can feel like having the object keeps that memory alive. Well, I don't want to live in the past. So I am feeling just feeling so wonderful about letting go of all these attachments that I'd even forgotten that I had. And so I'm not one who really looks back at memories anymore, but I sure remember when I had romantic craving, grasping and attachment, and I was unhooking it, I was constantly looking back at the bright spots in the relationship, the painful spots in the relationship. All of that made me feel connected to those people that I was attached to. And I have felt that way about lovers and friends and even, like I said, jobs and even places, right? That we've had attachment to places. So we can apply this to all kinds of situations. And those shadows, those memories, those attachments, it says here in section 3 of chapter 17, the shadow figures are the witnesses you bring with you to demonstrate he did what he did not. So these are the things that keep our unforgiveness alive. Those memories, those shadows, the meaning that we've made of it. And it says here, because you bring them, you will hear them. And you who keep them by your own selection do not understand how they came into your mind and what their purpose is. Talking about these shadows, these the meaning that we have made of things, the beliefs that we have. They represent the evil that you think was done to you. You bring them with you only that you may return evil for evil, hoping that their witness will enable you to think guiltily of another and not harm yourself. They speak so clearly for the separation that no one not obsessed with keeping separation could hear them. So if you're going over these memories of the past of any kind, whether they are happy memories or sad memories, essentially, you are keeping separation alive, and it becomes an obsession. It is those shadow figures that would make the ego holy in your sight and teach you that you do not keep it safe. I'm sorry. And teach you what you do to keep it safe is really love. Right? So going over and over and over the past, the, the good and the bad, so-called, the happy and the sad, does not heal anything. Handing it over to the Holy Spirit is what is the healer. Love is the healer. The shadow figures always speak for vengeance, and all relationships into which they enter are totally insane. 
Without exception, these relationships have as their purpose the exclusion of the truth about the other and of yourself. This is why you see in both what is not there and make of both the slaves of vengeance and why whatever reminds you of your past grievances attracts you and seems to go by the name of love, no matter how distorted the associations by which you arrive at the connection may be. Love is not that. Love is not craving. Love is not grasping. Love is not thoughts of vengeance. Love is not that. But it is to the ego. That's the distortion. And the fastest way out is to simply give the whole lot to the Holy Spirit. So that's why I really sometimes, I I can remember saying to myself, looking at myself in the mirror when it was so challenging to unhook the attachments, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Wilt thou be made whole, Jennifer? Wilt thou be made whole? Or will you continue to grasp and to grasp and to grasp. And what I noticed is I, I started to literally place that relationship on the altar. So for me personally, one of the things that I teach in my classes is to create an altar as part of our spiritual practice. And that altar serves the function of being a place in our home to remind us of our spiritual practice. And so when we see it, we remind ourselves consciously and unconsciously that the focus of our life is pure spirit. And so you can, in many ways, place your relationship on the altar. One of the ways to do it is if you have a photograph or an object, something that represents the relationship to you, to place it onto your altar. And when you place that on the altar, let it represent your giving the relationship. Or perhaps it might be a problem that you think you have. Place it on the altar and give it to the Holy Spirit. And if you find yourself taking it off the altar and snatching it back to work and rework it again and again, literally go over, pick that object up. Maybe it's a piece of paper where you've written down your aspiration to hand the relation, your declaration to hand the relationship over to the Holy Spirit. Pick it up and place it on the altar again. Recommit yourself. I've had to do that at least, I'm I'm talking about more than 100 times a day. I've had to recommit to leaving that special relationship on the altar and allowing it to be made holy. So I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about releasing romantic attachment and any kind of attachment, really, giving it to the Holy Spirit. If you'd like help with that, there's lots of help. The How to Get Over It is a free workshop right on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. got daily support, classes, everything to help you if you'd like my help. jenniferhadley.com. It's time for my break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. in a state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Rev. Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith 
How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 we're unhooking romantic attachment. I love it. So that we can experience tremendous healing and freedom. You know, the ego looks for so many ways to keep us entrenched in the ego mindset. So every time that we we affirm the craving, the grasping, the suffering, we're affirming our identification with the ego. But most people don't realize that. They don't realize at all. They, they, the vast majority of people have no idea that they are the, their thinking is the cause of their suffering. And so this is how turning the relationships over to the Holy Spirit can bring us so much benefit. And as it says, and as I was talking about last week, one of the biggest tricks is to leave that relationship on the altar, to keep it there, uh, and to um, and to not snatch it back. And that's what Jesus tells us in this chapter seventeen. That that's what most of us do. We snatch it back. We take the relationship off the altar, and we say, "Oh, uh, no, no. I think I think I know best." Uh, clearly the Holy Spirit does not know best, so I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take it over. Yes, I am. Uh, it says, the temptation of the ego, this is section five, the healed relationship in chapter 17. The temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with the shift in goals. And it says here, many relationships have been broken off at this point. The pursuit of the old goal reestablished in another relationship. So many people will not have the faith to trust the Holy Spirit. Have faith in him who answered your, you. He heard. Has he not been very explicit in his answer? You are not now wholly insane. Can you deny that the Holy Spirit has given you a most explicit statement? He asked for his faith a little longer, even in bewilderment. For this will go, the bewilderment will go. You will see the justification for your faith emerge to bring you shining conviction. Abandon him not now, nor your brother. This relationship has been reborn as holy. And it says, a sense of aimlessness will come to haunt you and to remind you of all the ways you once sought for satisfaction and thought you found it, right? Isn't it thrilling when you think, I'm going to do something for my loved one and they're going to enjoy it and they're going to see how fabulous I am. They're going to see how wonderful I am. Do you know that is an affirmation that you're not so fabulous, that you're not so wonderful. If they can't see it, it's because you don't believe in it. 
and you are one with them. So if you would like to change your relationship from special to holy, it requires you to change your mind about the relationship. And you see, a special relationship is made, as I've said, to give the illusion of shelter against the storm. So it affirms the storm. The special relationship is made to give you the illusion of filling the whole. Filling, and so it affirms that there is a whole. And the whole is in you. That you are not good enough. That there is something wrong with you. That you are lacking. That hole can never be filled by the ego. It won't ever be filled by the ego. The ego keeps the whole alive. So give it all to the Holy Spirit and have a healing. And then you will feel fulfilled and all your relationships will be holy, which means they'll all be satisfying. They'll all be fulfilling. They'll all be radiant and beautiful. And instead of investing your precious time and energy in the grasping, in the craving, in trying to make yourself feel good enough, you can actually extend love and experience love and have even more healing. So giving up the romantic attachment, handing it over to the Holy Spirit, promotes your healing in every way in your life. And I'm not kidding you. It promotes healing in your finances, in your physical body, in your mental body, in your emotional body, in your ability to be creative and share your gifts and talents in the world. Everything. So giving up the romantic attachments is a profound path of healing. However, it can also be intensely challenging. It's worth it. Do not give up and go revert to craving another special relationship. Allow yourself to feel cradled in the arms of love itself. And from my personal perspective, really, truly, it brings great benefit to invoke the ascended masters and the angels and to say, help hold me in this place of not giving up. Help me to be strong. Help me to remember the truth that sets me free. And so, for me personally, spiritual practice and prayer are the tools that kept me in a space of not giving up. Every time I felt like returning to grasping or I felt my mind turned back to the craving, I would literally just go into prayer over and over and over again. I'm not interested in craving and grasping and suffering anymore. I am interested in my liberation. I am interested in a holy relationship with all of life. And so I surrender thinking I have one clue how to make it happen. I give it all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. It's very challenging. It's so worth it, though, because you you get your sense of wholeness back. Instead of feeling like there's a hole in you, you feel that sense of deep wholeness emerge. The hole gets filled. Because the whole is just part of the illusion. And if you keep energizing the whole, you'll experience more lack and more limitation. And if you're energizing lack and limitation in your relationship, you're going to experience it everywhere else in your life because it's what you're focused on. So it is a profound act of faith and strength and courage to give your relationships to the Holy Spirit. It's not easy. I don't pretend that it is easy. It's the hardest thing I ever did. And it's brought me the greatest benefit. If only I had known this when I was younger. If only somebody had taught me this when I was a a teenager. Oh my God. How profound would that be? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this is why Course in Miracles tells us that our relationships are 
a great vehicle for our healing. Nothing is more healing than our relationships. Yes. Ah, And it says here, As you begin to recognize and accept the gifts you have so freely given to your brother, you will also accept the effects of the holy instant and use them to correct all your mistakes and free you from their results. Learning this, you will have also learned how to release all the sonship and offer it in gladness and thanksgiving to the Holy Spirit who gave you your release and who would extend it through you. So you bring everyone benefit when you choose to turn your relationship over to the Holy Spirit. Have faith. You will see the justification for your faith emerge to bring you shining conviction. Don't abandon now. Stay in faith. Remember, the ego will tell you that the grasping and the craving is your connection, but it's not. Your connection is infinite and eternal, and it cannot be undone by the body or the ego. Don't settle for a temporary time-based connection. Go for eternity. I invite you now to place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me and let us remember that we are perfect love. We always have been and we always will be. So right now we are affirming our willingness to remember the truth that sets us free and to know our freedom. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be and so it is. Amen. 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 What a blessing. Oh, thank you, God. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your week. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I love you. See you next week. <laughs>